92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. It's a bloodbath in here in the Planet Kia Studios. Goodness gracious. A Friday. Boom, boom, boom. Man, goodness gracious. Boom, boom. Shots fired over here with Fitty. Uh, whoo, buddy. I'm just letting you know. Fitty was not having it. Everybody was getting up, up on him Friday. a little bit. Yeah, I guess, I guess with like some Twitter accounts open. I heard Jeff talking about it on Charlotte Sports Today. I know Shroppy <laughs> got got yesterday by a secret someone. Fitty might have told Shroppy who it was. And so he's already Fitty Snitchy on Wesson Walker. <laughs> Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. I'm sorry, man. How are you doing, Fitty? Are we bringing in this Friday all the wrong way for you? Because you were admittedly in a really good mood heading into the weekend. Yeah, look, man. It's not my fault i work with a bunch of uh <laughs> immature clowns and i'm the one that gets blamed for all of this behavior listen like, i guess now you and master splinter got something in common you can't talk about them too bad that's right both you of y'all rat. are rats you, you know? big rat uh, i mean look y'all did say if if i was in the sopranos i get whacked mid-season it's so. true no. right in the bathroom at bossy bueller <laughs> next time you go you better watch your back casey steve wrote in <laughs> yes to try to make sense for this to this for everybody right casey steve one time wrote in when we were talking about show it was here if all three of you were in the sopranos that he would be gone in maybe the first episode but certainly the first season walker would be a late series exit so maybe the last season then west would somehow come out victorious at the very end of all of i'd this. be the ruthless uh but yet fair Mm-hmm. Mob boss. Mm-hmm. What what kind of problems you got over there, Fitty? It seems like you want to say something again. No, I mean, look, the the computer over here is all out of whack, and like, here's the thing that really just set me off. <laughs> you were mad. I saw it. I is saw that, a little bit. You know, like for like for y'all, like y'all are my show host. I I expect to get clowned. Colin, we all know when Colin gets in front of a crowd, <laughs> he's got to show off a little bit. But when my boy Flounder tries to you know come at me yeah. you know is it's just really it's a sad thing to see you're talking about a 27 year old man oh no that Don't lives at home waves. with mommy and daddy who that's does okay. his laundry that's for all right. makes all man. of his meals that's all right ah, that's so all right, like just remember who you're talking to like that's- you know, I don't need someone to, to do boss. everything for me. Like, and when I do need them to, I'll at least, you know, have a track record of getting some woman to come into my life and not leave after three months. It's got real. We shouldn't have brought it to the airwaves. That was our problem. Fitty brought some friendship beef to the airwaves, and now we end on a pretty sour dismount here, Wes. I mean, could you throw your friend more under the bus than what? Well, okay, let's That's just his, let's just rehash. What? He called me. He called me the B word. And then, you know, I'm listening to a seven year old. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what? No, y'all want to gas me up. You're going to have to deal with it for the whole segment. Screw getting off the bus. Screw football Friday. I'm taking everybody down today. Damn it. (laughs) Mom, he called me the B word. (laughs) And it wasn't buddy. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Uh, I want to bring back this football Friday. Man, we're supposed to have fun on a Friday. I know I am. I'm excited as hell for the weekend. It's a big sports weekend. And I want to know what the game you're most looking forward to is. Whether it's tonight, it can happen. The Charlotte Hornets against the Detroit Pistons. Charlotte looking to go 2-0. We'll talk a little Hornets. We do have Terry Rozier. Please don't. I know you're angry. 
channel your anger towards something productive. Don't do it at Terry Rogier, who gave us his time over at the Spectrum Center. I have that interview a little bit later on in the show for you. So we'll talk to Terry. We'll also uh, actually talk to Jeff Taylor from Bay Hackle Sports about the high school football scene, which apparently is going to be a, a very nice schedule on slate this weekend, Wes. I know you are a big high school football fan in the area. Yeah, man. It's about that time. Playoff time is approaching. I normally wait till the bad teams have gone home. Then I start hitting it up, yep. hitting up games, man, when it's nice and crispy outside. Got to throw that toboggan on, Not nice today. jacket, Vaseline. Not you today. Know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. For the, that's true <laughs> offensive lineman talk. Yeah. If they're know? talking about Vaseline on the arms to make sure that you can brace yourself for the cold, then that's true offensive lineman talk. Yeah, you know, but you got to hit the face and hands yep. and all that stuff for the cold games. That's what I like. Well, and, and I like to look at this from an outside the Panthers-Texans perspective. It feels like this is a game Carolina could win if you don't think they're going to go over all this season Duke at Louisville that's going to be an interesting game yes. also North Carolina at Georgia Tech how does North Carolina respond FSU so, at Wake FSU at Wake 100% that's another one as well so you're talking about your alma mater I know Fitty yeah and the one game we haven't talked about yet it's the Charlotte game tonight they take on FAU and Fitty asked me where my cutoff was I told him I left it at home yeah Clown I, show. But what if I tell you I didn't? Oh. No, no, you're not that smooth. What if I tell you that I'm wearing it right now? Get ready to tailgate at 4.30. Let's go. Let's go 49ers. Yeah, baby. Ow! Get off the bus. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We look Let's good. go. Hold on. Hold on. One of the best ever. My man hit it all morning. Let's go. Them owls don't know what's about to come to them. Let's go, Biff Pogi. Let's go, baby. Fresh off the win on the road, Walker Bell is Liddy City. I see you on the messages. I see you getting excited for the tailgate. We'll be there at 4.30 because that's when the gates open for this game. Big monster matchup for Biff Pogi and the crew to keep the momentum rolling after the win they had, scoring a touchdown and a field goal. They did both. They scored 10 points in just two weeks' time, but it got the victory, and now I'm hoping to look for that again tonight at 7.30 once they kick off against FAU. I think they can do it. Wes, I know I got you, Liddy. Is there a reason to be? Do you think Charlotte can get it done against the Owls tonight? Hey, man, you know, uh, anything can happen. Uh, (laughs) FAU comes in with a 3-4 and record, so that tells me you're a losing football team, and so hopefully you come in with that losing mentality, and the Charlotte 49ers are going to be ready to go, and he's going to throw the hat on on top of that. Come on, man. Let's go. If that doesn't get you going on a Friday, I don't know what will. All right. I'm rocking with Jalen Jones. Biff Pogey is rocking with Jalen Jones. At first, I thought maybe Trexler Ivy was supposed to be the guy. He was the better thrower. Pro Football Focus had him as the highest graded offensive player coming into the Navy game. And then it was a bleep show. I'll say the S word, Fitty, uh, not just off the air. So Trexler Ivy wasn't throwing the ball very well. Biff Pogey called him out. Comments we didn't love. So then he sticks with Jalen Jones, and now they're rolling with them. It does bring them a little bit of a dynamic ability in the backfield, so I'm hoping they can do that. FAU a winnable game, too. It's not like it's a gauntlet they're going against. They're not ECU bad. That offense isn't that bad because it's tough sledding right now for Mike Houston and his Pirates. But I'm hoping this offense can score enough points, rolling with the quarterback, deciding to go this direction. And the defense has been something that you can rely on. They've given up a couple of big plays, no doubt about that. But for the most part, for the most part, 
they have been able to rely on that side of the ball. Yeah, man. And so hopefully this defense continues uh, what they had last week. Like you said, you go to East Carolina. Granted, that offense is putrid. But I feel like that uh, they're going to continue to build and ascend and do what they need to do, man. So hopefully that can climax in them getting another win on the year. Let me go ahead and chew on, chew on this uh, FAU Owl Pack real quick. What, what what game are you most excited for this weekend? Man, um, I would definitely say at this point, when you talk about it from a local standpoint, man, my D, uh, I'm interested in this game because the ACC is getting wild. For two straight weeks, we've had monumental upsets. And so now I just told you that I felt like that when Pitt beat Louisville, that's the tip of the iceberg. Then we see Virginia knock off Carolina. And I just feel like the ACC's definitely got a lot more pages to be written to this 2023 season story. And, man, I I don't know, man. I'm just getting a creepy feeling that Wake could mess around and, and, and throw that okay. third upset into the mix this that, weekend. That would be fantastic. I, I would actually... Although I want I want the ACC to continue to look legit, and they're starting to fall off. Oh, the it wagon. would kill it all. Yeah, it would, it Wake would be responsible for I just taking a match, yeah. throwing the Monotov cocktail, whatever you want, yeah. into the conference this year. All right, so Fiddy, how confident are you in your Tar Heels bouncing back against Georgia Tech? Did the Cavaliers kill all of your confidence this football season? I don't know what you're talking about, Walker. It's basketball season, man. <laughs> okay, Heels, St. Augustine tonight exhibition match at 7:30. Now, look, man, look, you've you've lost 10 of 12 on the road at Georgia Tech or 10 of the last 12 to Georgia Tech overall. You've won twice in Atlanta since Mac Brown left in 97 twice. So if you want to be the type of team that can put itself back in the conversation, at least get back to Charlotte, this is a game you go and you win. But Brent Key, three and zero against ranked ACC teams. He's just three and five against non or non ranked ACC teams. So Carolina, they're gonna have their handfuls once again with the Yellow Jackets. I, uh, did somebody else say that? Seven oh four wrote in. Tell me you're not a football school without telling me you're not a football school. The tailgate lots open three hours before the game. That's what I said. They open at four thirty. Yeah, you should be tailgating all day, baby. Well, yeah, I would love to, but they open at four thirty. So I'm gonna roll over there at four thirty. Plus, perfect time. Hello. You're listening to me on the airwaves. I got to do it till three o'clock. This is we my job. We could have broadcasted from the tailgates. That would have been sweet. <laughs> that would have been really cool. I would love that. We got a lot of let's go Niners in here. Fort Mill says 40. I got you. Niners. I'm ready for tonight, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and then a couple of other people are worried about Fitty for good reason. 864. What did you guys do to Fitty? Someone needs to apologize to that man. I'm telling you. Uh, Playmaker Baker. Talk your bleep, Fitty. Uh, 803, Fiddy and Flounder continue their battle against one another in finding a woman. Um, and then <laughs> Fluke Juki wrote in, yeah, Fiddy and Flounder need some sockum boppers to settle this rivalry out. Do you remember the sockum Ooh, boppers? Man, that would be that would be pretty good, man. I had a Rocky punching bag back in the day that had the little boppers too, man. I think that would be great, man. And you know I'm here for the social media content to just let you and Flounder, you know, we get some of the boxing things they wear on their head when they spar. We get you some good mouthpieces, and uh, we get you some gloves and let you guys just duke it out. I think that would lead to a fight real quick without the sock and boppers. <laughs> That's a good way to like, hey, you know, let's just play around a little bit, not take it too seriously. And then someone catches a bopper to the eye, and then you drop the boppers and you bring in the real fist. That's how it would go. All right. 
I do want to vibe check. Let's go with the Carolina Panthers game. Coming up next, it's time for the game day dubs, the who, the what, the where, the when, and the why. What's the vibe check for Panthers fans heading into this Texans game? Because it's not like going against the Dolphins. It's not like going against the Lions. You had the bye week. Frank Reich is 4-0 and after the bye week, certainly after his time coaching the Colts. So is there a reason for optimism? We'll discuss it with the game day dubs. Coming up next, it's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. walking by me in my entire life. <laughs> Stopping Colin dead in his tracks. On you yeah. Yeah. I look pretty ridiculous. I asked uh, if I look like a jerk or an irredeemable jerk during the break. And uh, Fitty said, oh, yeah, just complete. Like if I walked by that guy at the Charlotte game, I would say, look at this jackass. And I would totally understand why. Hat backwards. Cigar in hand, not lit, just for anybody else that's listening that has a decision based off my job security. Cut off. Yeah, we're rolling here today. That's how I look on Wesson Walker. Listen, man, you got to represent. I love what you did. You know what I'm saying? Just let me know if the air, if it gets a little too cool in here for you. <laughs> you got the arms yeah. out, you know. Yeah, they're out a little bit. They are out a little bit. All right, so lots of people, you know, they're writing in. A couple people saying, I can't match your energy today. I, you know, that's what we're here for, though, to bring your energy right. up. You know what I'm saying? Either that or just entertain you wildly. And I feel like that we certainly accomplished that in the first set. We, we brought our own juice like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We brought our own juice. All right. Let's get to the game day dubs. Let's focus a little more on the Panthers Texans matchup between a couple of rookie QBs here. West, the number one and number two overall picks going at it. Number two overall pick having a better season so far than the one drafted first overall. Let's go with the who that focuses on those QBs. Wes, I'll ask you this first. Who is going to be the quarterback that performs best on Sunday? C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young? Oh, man. Um, Got to go with C.J. Stroud just because the Panthers secondary missing pretty much everybody out there. Uh, Brian Burns, iffy. We don't know how he's going to perform. Yeah. We know that uh, as far as his injury status, he's been limited in practice this week. I'm sure he'll get out there and uh, try his best to be effective, but I think that everything sets up for C.J. Stroud to be able to have uh, a pretty good day. Like you said, he leads the rookies in passing yards. He's got nine touchdown passes, 96.4 rating, and he's had two, two touchdown passes in four of his past five games. So uh, my money would be on C.J. just off the strength of the Panthers' defense is so depleted. So the Texans will allow some yardage. That's the thing you were talking about yesterday, Wes. Ben, but don't break. Right. And so even if there's not a lot of points being scored on the Texans' defense, they will give up some yardage. It's actually not a ton. You see Lamar Jackson's passing total. It wasn't great. But again, that was him trying to understand the Todd Munkin offense at that time. So Lamar held him in check, but still new system. Trevor Lawrence was the most surprising game they've played so far. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville did not... Didn't expect him to win, let alone hold Trevor Lawrence in check the way that they did. And so you can see how the Texans defense has been playing very well. I, You know what, Wes? I just think D'Amico Ryans is such a smart defensive mind. That's who I'm worried about. Yeah. I mean, they, they got enough talent for sure. But I just I'm worried about smart defensive coordinators going against rookie QBs. 
it's just not a good matchup for anybody. Or it's not a good matchup, I should say, for the offense. And Bryce Young has, even going against Brian Flores, right? Where all he was doing was blitzing. And Brian Flores, smart defensive mind too, but you could see the weaknesses with the Vikings defense at that time. And yet, there's the famous clip of Bryce Young shaking his head after checking out of a play that he should have ran and then just throwing a screen pass that was eaten up immediately and not going for many yardage, right? Or for many yards. And so here's Bryce Young going against a smart defensive mind in D'Amico. That's what I'm worried about. All to say, that was a long route to say, I think it is CJ Stroud. And I do think it is because the guys either that are playing aren't 100% healthy for this Panthers defense or you're missing some of them. And the injuries have been really brutal on the defensive side of the ball for Carolina, or else I, I think this defense would be performing a lot better. Yeah, and this Houston offensive line, they've been getting healthier because they've been depleted depleted much of the year. Laramie Tunsil is still iffy on if he's going to go on Sunday. Not sure that he will, but they get Tank Dale back as well. Uh, but like I said, it, this is going to be an intriguing matchup. But uh, I think that, you know, C.J. Stroud, and the crew, it's it's very much set up for them to be able to have success because the Panthers just have so many injuries. All right, so I, I did want to go to the what now. What's allowed C.J. Stroud to have the better year so far? I should have told, I was being a bad host, I should have told Fitty to get the Will Kunkel sound from earlier today. <laughs> but Will Kunkel, having covered the Panthers and the Texans, covered the Panthers here in Charlotte, of course, for the last five years, going on to Houston, been covering the Texans since they started the NFL regular season. And Mac and Bone talked to Will about the differences with the organizations. How different D'Amico and especially their offensive coordinator, Slowey, who was calling the plays there, how are they handling C.J. Stroud compared to Frank Reich and now Thomas Brown with Bryce Young? So the scheme is entirely different. And that when you're talking about deep crossers, shallow crossers, they're making a lot of good work there for C.J., and CJ is doing a good job of taking what the defense gives him while also exploiting maybe some holes deep down the field. And so you have a nice balance where it's not like the completion percentage for CJ Stroud has been excellent this season, Wes. Mm -hmm. If you look at it, the best completion percentage game he's had was going 20 of 30 against Jacksonville. And that was for 280 yards total. It, I, to me, when you see a 384 yard performance against Indy, a 300-yard performance against Pittsburgh in a win, by the way. Those are the only two 300-yard games. Does have a 280-yard game. But you have a nice mix of throwing it downfield. You're not just taking the layups. But the big plays, they are back-breaking for teams. Like, those go a long way in helping you win football games. And so you're finding just enough of those with this offensive unit that allows CJ to thrive, in my opinion. So when you have the layups, take them but it doesn't mean that we're completely erasing the downfield attack. And Wes, that's the difference. We have no downfield attack. Zero. So the fact that Bryce Young has to continue to pick apart, what, anything in front of him, the 15 yards past the line of scrimmage, and you can't go past that, I think that's tough. You think about throwing the ball further down the field as harder throws, and they are, right? But when you just don't have any access to that, then it does tighten everything up 15 yards past the line of scrimmage, and now you got to be a surgeon trying to figure out, all right, this is the right spot to throw, that's the right spot. And I think that's holding Bryce Young quite a bit back. We'll see what Thomas Brown is able to do. Well, yeah, also, too, when you talk about how these teams were designed as far as I've talked about 
Nico Collins. This is a guy that can run. He's four four five coming out of school. We know Tank Dale, uh, the forty time doesn't blow you away, but he plays so much faster than that forty time. And these are guys that are dynamic young wide receivers uh, that will go out and get open on a regular basis, and they like to attack. Like you said, Houston is fourth in the NFL in yards per pass attempt. That means that you are being very aggressive. They yeah, have man. a 7.8 yards per throw. They're up over a yard and a half from last year, whereas you look at the Carolina Panthers, they're 31st in yards per attempt, 5.5 yards per attempt for the Carolina Panthers. They're down uh, over a yard and a half from 7.1 last year. And so when you look at just how these two teams are set up, Houston has young, dynamic, wide receivers. Yeah, nobody knew that these guys were going to emerge like they have. I did love Tank Dale coming out of the draft, but he's been a really productive guy. But Nico Collins is the guy that deservedly is getting all the attention because he is doing his thing this year. But I just think that when you look at this, this is a youthful team. They have the one vet in there with the Robert Woods that gives them that cagey veteran leadership. They go out and supply him with the tight end, Dalton Schultz, one of the more underrated uh, tight ends in the game because we know that he was really – productive in Dallas and he was a, a coveted free agent. So that was the thing when I talked about how going forward, this Carolina Panthers franchise, you have to get dynamic in some way. And that can look a lot of ways. Like you brought up AJ Brown. Oh, oh I love it. When we have no clue what's about to come. You ain't up. lying. What we got fitty? Well, we're doing the game day dubs. We got the injury report for Sunday. Austin Corbett. He's cleared to play. He should Sweet. be back starting Brian Burns is listed as questionable. No Von Bell, no LaVisca Chennault, and that's uh, including five defensive uh, regulars on IR, Shaq Thompson, J.C. Horn, Jeremy Chin, YGM, and Marquise Haynes. And it's a real shame for YGM, by the way, who showed some flashes early on, just giving you at least a little bit of pop here. So real shame for YGM and Marquise Haynes to continue to be on the IR. What else you got, Fetty? Some others that are questionable. Uh, Kamu Grugier-Hill with an illness. Taylor Moten with the knee. Maybe you got to take him out of your top five, Walker, in our Say top ten. So. <laughs> Xavier Woods with a hammy and Frankie Louvu with a hip. <laughs> We beat up. <laughs> Off a of bye week. Off a of bye week. Yeah, Lee from Rock Barn. He asked, what is it with all these injuries? What happened to Gross Matos? When in the hell is JC coming back? Marquise Haynes? You ever coming back? Yeah, I'm not about that, man. He has definitely not been available. I Yeah, the injuries are killing this team right now. And that's what's really tough. So, that, look, we can joke about Taylor Moten, clearly. We've had our debates about him, and jokingly and seriously, but... That'd be really frustrating to get, to get Corbett back and then to lose Moten this week. Yeah. So that would unquestionably be the strongest part of your offensive line. From the center out, it would be the right side. So then you bring Corbett back. That would really help. But then Taylor Moten's gone. So now who do you feel comfortable with going out there and playing right tackle as well as Moten has? Where even if he's not Pro Bowl caliber this year... He still is finishing in the green every season, still is a guy that is someone you can trust and was a part of a strong right side last year. Nope, don't get to have that anymore. You're bringing Corbett back, got to balance the scales, man. Got to bring Moten back here. He's on the sideline. Bryce Young just can't catch a break. And so the Texans offensive line, it's not giving the Panthers a ton of excuses for their scouting. I'm not trying to say that because the Texans have dealt with their injuries too, and they've been okay, and they've figured out a scheme allowing C.J. Stroud to be productive. But even still, it's hard to do that. And Bryce Young, with such slim margin for error, he's not getting any. He's not getting any help. 
with another injury coming back, Austin Corbett, and then another one happening with Taylor Moten. Yeah, like you said, you look at these two lines in Houston who's played with a makeshift line pretty much all season, tied for 13th in sacks allowed. So, you know, not terrible, but also that's very good for them considering all the injuries that they've had. Robert Woods probably doesn't play either. He hasn't practiced all week, so he's probably out. So there's a little bit of help uh, for the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Thanks, Wes. Talk about the yeah. way that these teams are uh, designed, man. Like I said, I feel like before we got the breaking news that I was saying, like to your point about an A.J. Brown, well, do you go get a big, nasty receiver that can just be physical and out-physical guys? Yeah, that's one way to be dynamic, but the other way, too, is just speed guys who are matchup problems. They know what they're doing, too. It doesn't help if you can run, but you don't know where you're going. But these uh, Texans wide receivers, man, they've come in and they are about their business. And so I think that when you just look at everything in its totality, uh, Houston has done a really good job with putting this team together and the results are showing on the field. Well, and here's one other stat before we move to the win on the game day dubs. Third down is going to be, it is often for a lot of games, but I think third down, especially in this game, is going to be most important. Because if you look at the defense for the Carolina Panthers, they've actually been pretty good on third down. They are the fourth best team in the NFL when it comes to getting off of the field on third down. They have a 34.3% uh, completion percentage, if you will, I guess, given up on third down. Not completion from the quarterback, but teams are successful 34% of the time. Only the Browns, the Saints, and the Falcons have been better than the Panthers' defense, which is good. All right, going against a rookie quarterback, you'd think that would be working more so for the Panthers. Well, how about heading into that Saints game? C.J. Stroud was third in QBR on third and fourth down in all of the NFL. Matthew Stafford had an 86.6 passing grade, 86.3 for Pat Mahomes. C.J. Stroud, the third best QB on third and fourth down. So what gives there? That's my big question. If I had to give it to give one key, will the Panthers defense continue to be successful on third and fourth or will C.J. Stroud? continue to be successful on third and fourth. And I think that will uh, that will be a key factor there. Let's move on to the win here, Wes. I'm asking people what the vibes are. I think the injury report from Fiddy brought it down a little bit. Even before that, people weren't feeling a win on the text line nearly as much. I think still people are sour even after the bye week. If Sunday isn't the first win for Carolina, then when is it? It's this three-game stretch that it has to come, and I'm hoping it's against Houston this weekend. I think that this Houston team, as we said, when we looked at the schedule preseason, we weren't sure, you know, how it was going to look coming down the stretch. And you did look at this stretch of games and say, okay, wins got to come in here because we thought Houston would be among the worst teams in the NFL, along with the Colts struggling with the rookie quarterback. We thought that was going to be the case and Chicago as well. And so now here we are. What a difference time makes in the NFL. Houston Texans look like a formidable team. Uh, a team that looks to be on a mission and has something to play for. This is not a situation where this team is just kind of reeling like Carolina is and don't have much direction as far as where they can go. So there's that. Indianapolis, they're still going to be in the mix and fighting as well. So Chicago is the game that I would look at as one that you can really, really look at this thing and say, okay, this is a chance for Carolina to get a victory because the Indianapolis Colts three and four, uh, we know that they're a very competitive bunch as well. And that's the thing that's the most disheartening is that now with the Panthers and the way the season's going, you put yourself in a position to where there's really no hope when you play against a team of substance. You know, when you play against a team that you feel like um, 
that, like I said, for lack of a better term, that is a very formidable unit that can play. You just don't feel good about your chances as a fan of this football team. Yeah, the AFC South, there's a couple teams in that division that we wish we were right now with the Texans and the Colts. And they just so happen to be on the schedule the next two games. Texans here at home, Colts here at home. So we'll see what happens. Both are happening at Bank of America Stadium before you take on the Bears Thursday night game, November 9th so against they Chicago. Do Moose and Pep, man. Got to do it for Moose and Pep. Please, <laughs> please. This is the homecoming game. This is the game we scheduled to honor a couple of Panthers legends. Hopefully you can come out with the victory. But even so, I, Shane Steichen is doing a phenomenal job with the Colts. It doesn't matter who's the quarterback. It doesn't matter if it's Anthony Richardson or Gardner Minshew. And our boy, the Gen Z giant, I was about Drew, to say, he would love to hear you saying that. Loves Gardner Minshew. But you and I both have talked about it in the fishbowl. We don't want to hate Minshew. We don't want to put him as a top five QB like our guy. Yeah. But he is one of the better backup QBs in all of the NFL. But even still, man, I, Steichen is continuing to win. And that's an under-talked-about point of what could have been this offseason. Steichen was the guy that had the bad interview, according to reports, with the Carolina Panthers figuring out who they wanted to be their head coach. But Steichen didn't have a lot of play. Had the one interview, and then apparently it went poorly, and then just out. Done. We're moving on. Frank Reich ends up being that guy. Kind of weird there. Did you have thoughts on the Shane Steichen interview, Fitty? Maybe the interviewee was the problem as to why it was assessed as a bad interview. Could have been. Maybe so. He was showing <laughs> yeah. too much chest hair was old Wiley Dave in that yeah, interview. No. I'm not one to talk right now. I'm showing a little more of my body than usual. But, <laughs> yes, you're right. I can't see it because those white arms are blinding. They're pretty white. <laughs> hmm. I, don't, I don't show the cutoff a lot. But even 704, Josh Downs is going to go ham on us. Yeah, Think about how many different things are happening for both of these organizations that we wish was happening with Carolina. The the young QBs were successful. Now, Anthony Richardson's hurt and out for the year. I certainly don't want that to have happened to Carolina. That's something that's different for this organization. We'll see what happens with Richardson. I am scared. Love what he showed us. No, he wasn't the most accurate in the world, but also was throwing pretty well. He wasn't nearly as raw as everybody was saying he was coming out of college. And so... He gets hurt, still scared, thought he was good, though. We got Josh Downs as a wide receiver. We thought about, could Carolina take him? Tank Dell, could Carolina take him? Those other teams, looks like they're hitting on it early, the decisions that Carolina could have hit on. And that's what's frustrating. So if they win, Wes, if they do against Houston, that helps a little bit. Just a little bit, eases the pain. And then maybe you can gain some momentum going into that Colts game. We'll see if it happens. Uh, last one here. Where does Carolina have the advantage? Oh, man, I think I think you already said it because I think it's third down. Uh, you look at their defensive rankings in third down efficiency. Like you said, the Panthers are fourth in all of football. And so that's the thing. I think you have to try to keep Houston behind the chains. Uh, that's going to be the key for them. And I think if they do try to get an advantage, it's there. It's put Houston in situations where it's obvious third downs that aren't easy to make. Not third and four, third and five. But you got to keep them in third and long. And this is a Houston team that does not run the football well. They are 31st. Oh, I'm excuse, excuse me. They are 17th in rushing yards per game. So this isn't uh, an attack that's just going to blow you away. They're middle of the pack, a little bit below middle of the pack. And so that's the key uh, for Carolina is to, on those rundowns, be able to step up uh, with their run defense. And this is not a great Panthers run defense, but they're going to have to muster yeah. up all the effort 
to be able to do so on those early downs so then they can showcase that defense that on third down ranks in the top five in football. I do think Carolina has the makings of being a better rushing offense than what Houston has shown too. Because right now in the rankings, Carolina only two spots ahead of Houston as far as rushing yards per game goes. So not that big of a difference, right? But if Austin Corbett comes back, if Taylor Moten plays, then I feel better about the right side than I have all year long. So if that's the case, Chuba Hubbard gets more snaps. Miles Sanders can figure it out. It's not crazy to think that. But but what really could happen is Corbett comes back, Taylor Moten plays, those two guys are on the right side, Chuba Hubbard gets more carries than Miles Sanders. I could see that being an effective rushing attack. And so if we're looking at where Carolina can have the advantage, maybe that's where, offensively. And Damian Pierce, as much as I liked him coming in, man, that, that has not gone going at all. Like One of the more surprising things for them is that he has been – He's only had, what, one rushing touchdown all season long. The yards per carry is real bad. And I love what we got from him in the preseason two years ago, his rookie year. It's just not working for him this yeah, year. Yeah, and I was off right there on the stat. They are, indeed, 25th in rushing yards per game. They only average 88 yards per game. So, like I said, that is where uh, Carolina's going to have to try to get the advantage. Uh, but, um yeah, I mean, that's where they're going to have to make their bones on defense. And then offensively, man, the Panthers, I think at this point, I just feel like when you go out there and you're in the position Carolina's in, man, just attack and just let the chips fall where they may at this point, man. I mean, what do you what do you have to lose? Let's talk high school football coming up next with Jeff Taylor of Bay Hackle Sports. Let's talk campus corner, college football after that at one o'clock, and then we'll get to the Panthers Texans top ten list. I also want to get to the why on this game day dubs edition. Why will the offense look better under Thomas Brown? Still lots of questions to answer here on Wesson Walker. Jeff Taylor helps us out on the other side of the break. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. Welcome back, folks. It is a Friday. Hope you are feeling good out there and excited for your weekend. Lots of great football, lots of great sports in general. Got it as a WWE fan. Get the WWE fans going out there. You got Crown Jewel on Saturday at 1 o'clock over there in Saudi Arabia. Got Roman Reigns and L.A. Knight and all types of stuff going on. So that's going to be a lot of fun as well. On top of all the great college football NFL, NHL, NBA, you name it. It's all going right now. I've heard of those guys. You heard of them? Roman Reigns, yeah. That name is familiar to me. Oh, you said guys. I thought you were going to say L.A. Knight, too. I know you hadn't heard of L.A. Knight. No, I don't know who L.A. Knight is. See, we had the drop, Fitty. You slipping, man. You should have played the L.A. Knight drop that I had. Yeah, I ain't going to lie. I forgot about it. Or what's the other drop that we have where I know it's running in the promo. I don't know if you have it as a drop with me looking straight at Wes saying, I have no clue what you're talking about. <laughs> Do you have that drop or is it just in the promo? Now, if he's looking for it, we'll play it later. If you I think good. it's just in the promo. Yeah, man. So anyway, but also on Friday nights, there's this little thing called high school football that gets played as well, man. So we're coming down the stretch playoffs on the horizon and to talk more about that on the Body Works Plus Guest Hotline, we have our guy, Jeff Taylor, joining us, sports director at Bay Hackle Sports, uh, also host of The Blitz that you can watch every Friday night on YouTube and BayHackleSports.com to get all of the high school highlights of the week that was. Jeff, how we doing, my man? I'm good, guys. I hope you all are well. Hard to believe uh, we're at the final week of the regular season. Kind of, you know, I felt like we just started. <laughs> 
No doubt about that it. That actually just hit. No, that is true. Like, I know sometimes, <laughs> like, is. yeah, it's crazy, and then we move on. That actually hit me like a ton of bricks, to be honest with you. I, it really it really did this morning as I was kind of looking at some things going, you know, wow, we, we're here. You blink an eye, and, and there you go. So, um, but, you know, it's, it's going to be a great night of football. Yeah, Jeff, so you guys' game of the week is Mooresville at Lake Norman, a matchup of two of the best teams around here. So how do you see that going and get us ready for that great matchup tonight? Yeah, our game of the week, you know, two powerhouses, both 9-0 and uh, on the season, both 5-0 and uh, in the 4A Greater Metro Conference. So this is, this is for all the marbles. And let me just tell you this, too. I remember I covered this game for the very first time last year when it was at Mooresville. And the one thing I remember more than anything is driving through that area. And, look, businesses were shut down. <laughs> there were signs on the door going, hey, go be at the stadium, go root on the team. So um, kind of that Hoosiers-type feel when they used to cut in that movie where they shut down the town. But it's just, it, listen, it's a great rivalry, everything on the line. And I think the interesting part about this is Mooresville is a little more balanced when it comes to offense. They're averaging 37 points a game. They can move it through the air and on the ground. Um, Lake Norman is a little more run first. Um, they're only averaging 23 points a game, and they love to grind it out like Norman does. They have two great running backs. And Tracy Crest, he has almost 850 rushing yards. Moses Morris, close to 700 yards rushing. So they're more of that. I think the important part of this game is that Lake Norman just stays with them early. If Mooresville jumps out to a big lead, how long will Lake Norman stay with that, that you know, kind of grinded out game? And, you know, for, you know, Mooresville, they got a great defense. They got a kid, Jamari Farmer. He had 10 tackles last week alone, three for losses. So, like I said, I, I think it'll be, you know, can Lake Norman – do their deal, grind it out, keep the ball on the ground, um, and maybe slow down that Mooresville offense a little bit. If Mooresville jumps out, it'll be interesting to see how Lake Norman responds. Jeff Taylor joins us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can follow him on Twitter at JT Bayhackle Sports. And so, Jeff, now, as you said, the playoffs are on the horizon. Last week of the regular season, who are the teams around here that have a real chance to do some damage in the playoffs and maybe bring home those elusive state championships? Well, I think you got to go on over to the Southwestern 4A. To, to be honest with you, you know, that huge matchup tonight, the, the rivalry that once, once was is again, and that's, you know, Butler and Independence. Um, you know, they're battling out. They're both 5-0 and in that conference, and I think whoever wins that game tonight um, really sets themselves off for a deep playoff run, if you ask me. And, you know, I continue to, you know, praise D.J. McFadden, what he's done at Independence. They won this game last year 27-21, so I think you got to keep an eye on that game and what happens there. Uh, you know, Chambers. You know they're they're you know they battle Mallard Creek tonight. And Mallard Creek is one of those where at five and four on the season and four and two. Um, you know they're in. Um, I think even if they were lose tonight, but a win tonight against Chambers would really set Mallard Creek up for a good playoff run. So I think those two teams obviously are going to make some noise. You know Myers Park. Um, you know what what they've done over there. You know they they've got a you know a kid. Wendell Thompson at quarterback. He had seven touchdown passes last week alone against Barry. Uh, you know, and then I think West Charlotte and and the and the job that you know uh, Coach Griner has done out there. Um, you know, they're you know at seven and two. So I think you know when you talk about that, um, there are a lot of teams that I think can make a deep run. In, and it's cool to see the Queen City do that. And one more for you, and this is kind of a surprise too. Uh, North Mech, um, they're four and five overall, three and three in the Queen City three four eight. If they could somehow or another pull a win out tonight against West Charlotte and Coach Griner, they could probably get in the playoffs. I don't know how that'll play out, but um, like, like I said, we got some good teams and some teams that I think are going to go deep. 
Uh, Jeff Taylor of Bay Hackle Sports, sports director, joining us now on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, talking some high school football. And Jeff, there you are discussing some of the surprises this year. Of all the surprises you've seen, what would you say is the biggest as we close the season out? You know, I, I'm going to go with I, – I keep going back to West Charlotte and, and the coach and Coach Griner and what he's done out there. Um, you know, to, to be 7-2, and two, um, you know, in regular season play and 4-2 and two in the conference, um, and he's just brought back that, you know, West Charlotte is one of those schools that, you know, um, back in the day, and, and he's kind of revived that program. And so uh, I, I'm just uh, – it's cool to see that, um, for them to come back kind of the, the precipice of the playoffs um, they're going to get in and see what uh, type of noise they can make there. I'm, I just I think that's one team that is that's kind of um, really shocked some people this year. All right, Jeff, I did want to ask you one more question before you go because we had Jack Taylor on. I think it was a couple of weeks back, and Jack was my intern at ESPN 7:30 for a while, like a couple years ago. And I yep. just want to know. What he said about me, the intern manager back then, because Fitty swears I was this awful intern manager, that I was this tyrant running things over there. Did Jack yeah. echo the, <laughs> did, Jack, we go. did Jack echo the same sentiment? And did he have anything to say that was bad or good about me when he would come home? Uh, he came home every day smiling. There you it go. Was his, it was his dream job and internship that uh you know, uh, I know that he loved and, um, you know, anytime you, uh, you know, internship programs are great. And, and uh, I know that, uh, you know, he is who he is in terms of, a, you know, what he's doing today uh, because of the impact he had in that internship. So he always came home smiling, always said something good. Well, look at that. Isn't that sweet? Just All right. Love uh, right there can you pass the now. tissues real quickly? Thank you. <laughs> All right. Don't, Thanks, Jeff. Hey, I appreciate hey, it. Don't, don't, don't let, don't let the head swell, but no, um, you know, it, it was a good time. So he, he, uh, he, you know, he, he, he valued everything he learned. No doubt about it. Well, isn't that sweet? We ended on a nice note. We got some great <laughs> high school football. Wow, that's a great answer. Thank My you. man, Jeff Taylor on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can follow him on Twitter at JT Bay Hackle Sports. Jeff, we appreciate your time. We'll talk to you next week, man. Playoff start. Hey, everybody, go out and enjoy it. Have a good time tonight. Nothing quite like uh, the final season, of uh, the final regular night of high school football. So go out and enjoy it and see us tonight at the Blitz 11 o'clock. We appreciate you guys and all y'all do. All right, man. Well, we'll see you. So, uh, Walker, that was a nice little moment, and I did get that wrong. It keeps hitting us. What's going on? I feel like this is appropriate just because we're so downtrodden here. Frankie Louvu stopped by the media room. He's suiting up on Sunday. 0-6. Can't keep him off the field. He's going out there to shut down C.J. Stroud as the Panthers will lose by three touchdowns instead of four. Ready, <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. I'm so excited. And quick correction, too. Uh, Crown Jewel for WWE is next week. Okay, so we'll be excited for that. I was about week. to say, I was so thrown off because I thought it was no, I'm playing. Uh, it. <laughs> yeah, it's November 4th, but uh, tonight it should be a great SmackDown. You know, the lead-ups to the uh, premium events are always, they get crazy to set you up for the stories. But anyway, when we come back on the Wesson Walker Show here on a Friday, it's time to go to the campus. Kona, how will Western Carolina Respond to that loss that they had last week. Can Wake pull out the upset? That and a whole lot more on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.